Hey, Todd. Paying attention? Because <laughs> this is how it's done, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Swirlitzer. Forget this. This is bump music, man. so wild lately. He doesn't seem to listen. He doesn't obey my commands and we can't even bribe him with trees. He's gotten so out of hand, he may even have to be put down. God is not the problem here. The problem is the people who want to be the leader of the pack. We reintroduce God. We retrain people. You're listening to The God Whisperers. Welcome to the God Whispers. I'm Craig D'Onofrio. <laughs> and I'm Bill Swirla. He's over there. There, there we go. Hey, finally. <laughs> what was the delay over there? I don't know. <laughs> you pushed that button about 10 seconds ago. Yeah, I sure did. So you like our new beginning, our new intro? That's great stuff. Thanks to Chris Lemker for the stylings of Coldplay now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little shout out to our buddies over at Issues Etc. You know, whatever it takes. Little Swirlitzer hoedown. People are expressing a lot of irritation at the Wurlitzer music. I say success. Excellent. Goal achieved. <laughs> More irritating yet compelling radio. Skype number? Skype number, Manly Doctors 13 or 626-593-7713. As of today, when we record, the Skype number has expired. But uh, don't worry, I'll try to re You mean it. right now as we're speaking, they can't call the Skype number? Yeah, we shouldn't have used all of our, uh, all of our money on dinner the other night <laughs> yeah, because right. we could have... <laughs> we, we blew the uh, swag store... Uh, the, those lucrative profits. Right, about half a dinner. Yeah. So that was pretty about good. About that. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was. It was about half half a dinner at a Mexican restaurant. Yeah. At the farmer's market in L.A. Right, right. Godwhispers.org or .com. Uh, as we're recording, there's a problem with that, too. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Don't know what's going on there. Perhaps we didn't pay our server bills on time. But, uh, you know, this may be the time to start putting the thinking about putting the support button on the website. Is it a God thing or is it a Satan thing? I think it's a server thing. Uh, it's a DNS thing, actually. That's closer so to Satan. I, I don't I have no idea. Uh, what's going on there? But we have tech services looking into it right now. As we hey, speak. do you like uh, my vintage tiki mugs right behind you there? I don't know if you noticed those. Those are pretty sweet, huh? The the multicolored pastel y, yeah, with the wood wrapped around them. That, that, that's tiki? Yeah, it's tiki riff. I'm wearing my tiki, uh, you are. tiki Hawaiian shirt. And I have on my kawaii t shirt. Oh, there's Brother Ed. Brother Ed, he's over by the other. We need to put him on the table. I mean, when when we're recording, we really need we'll to have grab Bro- him. He's Brother within Ed. reach for okay, you yeah. over there. Just hang on here. Let's get Brother Ed. Don't drop him. He's very fragile. There we go. Okay. Very nice. I need to get a picture of this. We've had some requests for the um, the tech specs of the God Whispers. Well, first thing you need is a bread of Ed. That's <laughs> well, <laughs> good luck there. Yeah. The, one of the problems is uh, these microphones are kind of vintage. They're uh, about uh, 10 years old or so. What about the ones over at my place? 
Oh, those are newer. Those, those are, are those we, are crap. We can spec those. those. I like are garbage. Those. You know, you like these better? Oh yeah, these are much better. Oh, let's spec these then. Yeah, yeah. Can't get them anymore. Is that's it, what, that's, we, that's we, what gives the God Whispers that vintage sound. That, <laughs> <laughs> these are vintage. Uh, about uh, 2004. No, no, about 2001 or two. About 2002, maybe vintage 2002. Maybe. I'll tell you another thing that gives us vintage sound. That's Lemker. Yeah, what a guy. Hey, what are we supposed to be talking about today? I don't even know. Well, we, we got we're I mean, doing we get, some liturgy stuff. We got stuff, a bunch of things going on. I, we've got we have a we have a Skype caller. We do. We've got yeah, mailbag take, galore. Uh, the, the the mailbag is busting over right now. And uh, we've got a 24-second Bible study today. Oh, good. Yeah. And uh, we've got a full docket. We may or may not get around the liturgy. I don't remember where we left off on the liturgy, We left though. off on creeds. Creeds. And uh, I think today we're going we're gonna to spend a little time talking about hymn of the day. We don't need hymns, creeds. We have the, the Bible. We've, we've been there. We've done that. We're, we're, no creeds we're but done. the Bible. We're, no, no creeds but Jesus. We're, we're, done. we're done with that. Yeah, we're moving on to hymns. Hymn like of the day. To, I like to dwell on certain things. Yeah, well, get off of it. We're we're we're, uh, we're going to do hymn of the day today. Hod, I, I think, the hod, and that'll be the end of this. Which oh. is nothing like a hodge. An offering too, offering or offertory, or both. Offering slash offertory. Okay. All There's right. there there'll be some. We'll, we'll have the second second half of the show on uh, on uh, offering offertory and uh, hymns. We'll see if we can get that far. What do you want to do first? You want to look let's, at the mailbag uh, or do the let's Skype grab, call? Let's or? grab the Skype call. See what's All going right, on. All right. Let me get the Skype caller here. Audio hijack. Oh, got to rewind it here. <laughs> <laughs> well prepared. Here we go. You ready? Uh, fire away. Brace yourself. This only okay, comes out yeah. of one side of my headphones, but uh, by the time we, 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 we put this out of mono, don't we? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we do. Bye, hello there, Manly Doctors of Divinity. I have a question for you today. It seems to me that in recent decades and centuries that a lot of what Lutheranism originally stood for has uh, departed in some way from what might be considered mainline or mainstream evangelicalism today. At the same time, the Catholic Church has seemed to approach many of the things that Luther stood against. In what ways do you think that the Catholic Church and the Lutheran Church are still at odds? And what grounds are there for the continued disunity between these traditions? Have a baconlicious day. Goodbye. Well, that's my kind of greeting right a there. Baconlicious bacon day. Uh, I, haven't so, had, I haven't had bacon in a while. Let me see if I get the question straight here. I can't wait the, for Lent. Bacon for Lent. That's well, right. Bacon Mondays. I mean, that's when that discipline really takes hold. I think we should change bent and or Lent bent. and just call it bent, bent. because then it's bacon, <laughs> bacon Lent. Lent yeah. Right, blent. So we we could actually make uh, some purple T-shirts. Get bent. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm, I'm with that. Uh, so so let me see if I understand the question as I understood it. Uh, Rome, especially since Vatican II. 
has made some reforming steps that seem a little more conciliatory toward the Reformation. Yeah, I was a little unclear about what he was saying, but I gathered that what, what he's trying to say is that, that the Roman Catholic Church has moved a little bit, has, has reformed some of the things that, that Luther complained right, about. Right, right. Some, some of those abuses of Leo X aren't as common, I right. guess. Uh, meanwhile, the evangelicals and Lutherans have gone further apart. And if you look at some of the reformers like Zwingli, uh, who wasn't really all that far away from Luther when you look at the total corpus of doctrine, of course he was on the Lord's Supper and some other stuff, but uh, if you looked at the teachings of Zwingli versus the teachings of Luther, much closer than the teachings of John MacArthur and Luther. Mm. or Chuck Smith and Luther. Uh, so evangelicals have moved away from the Reformation, and the Roman Catholics have moved toward the Reformation, according to our caller. Yeah, you know, I, I think I, I would set it up this way, and, and we can use his polarities. On, on the one side, you have evangel- American evangelicalism, as it is today. Right. right. And, you know, what you're saying is it's, it's basically an amalgam of um, the Reformation Anabaptist movement. Right. Uh, which which Swingley was not. No. Uh, Swingleyanism, when it comes to understanding the Lord's Supper, particularly. And um, and then 19th century American revivalism, too. Uh, that, that, that's, a, that's, a big, that's a big thing or a big factor in what feeds into the American evangelical yeah, you tradition. Yeah, you, you get an affinity, and that really forms what we have today right. in a lot of ways. Yeah. And uh, and you know that lends that 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 lends to evangelical subjectivism. It's 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 really a, a salvation based on how you feel about your salvation. You know, a conversion experience, uh, a decisive moment where you have uh, let Jesus into your life, your heart, however you want to express it. You know, you know what's funny is that I found that a lot of lay Catholics today just talk like evangelicals oh, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. I, I encountered some people who who um you know the, the you know the 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 devotion to the sacred heart of Jesus mm-hmm. and so they thought that it was about you have to let Jesus into your heart. Oh gosh, <laughs> and, really? And, yeah, really. And they're Catholics, you know. And yeah. I, I said no 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 no. This is about how, you know, Jesus' heart was pierced for you. I mean, if anything else the devotion to the sacred heart is about uh you know, Jesus, you know, death and his his blood shed for your the atonement of your sins. But so, you know, that's a whole different thing. Don't want to go down there. But but I find a lot of lay Catholics today actually talk like evangelicals. Yeah. Uh, you know, I do this uh, occasionally. I go to this Tuesday night cigar Bible study. With, <laughs> One of my favorite with, ways of describing. <laughs> with, with guys from <laughs> the many. The Tuesday night cigar Bible study. <laughs> well, it, it meets down the tobacco barn. I think it's actually kind of a cool idea. It is. It's a great idea. Unfortunately, it started a long time ago before I ever got involved. But... Um, we we have fundagelicals in there. We have Roman Catholics in there. But I'm really amazed that when it gets around to rapture theology and stuff like that, most of the Roman Catholics are fully on board with all the rapture stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, well, it's like they've been reading the Tim Lay and all the other stuff. And, you know, they're just woohoo. You see, and and that, that the reality, and it's, this is something I think we all have to. One of our district presidents, the 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 sainted, the departed. Um, uh, this is Montana district president, man, his name is, is, is leaving me at the moment. Wallenberg, George yeah. Wallenberg. Um, 
But but he he made some comment once to the effect that you know if you take and he's talking to Lutheran pastors if you if you were to wake your parishioners up at two in the morning and ask them to confess the faith most of them would come up Baptist yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know the, the the it's it's this this harsh reality of our primary theologies our personal the the theologies that we personally hold are not always in line with the public theology and the official confession of the church bodies that we hang with. You know, just to go on a little tangent here, since you brought up Wallenberg, you seem to think that a collar with a Hawaiian shirt is some sort of blasphemy, but Wallenberg... No, 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 it's a desecration of the Hawaiian shirt. Oh, the Hawaiian shirt, yeah, not no, the collar. No, no, no. Oh, okay, I got no, that it, backwards. It, it's an attempt, if anything, it, it would be an attempt to... to renovate the collar in some positive I way. See. But I really hate to see that happen to the Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> and and here's why, uh, is that the clerical is, is, that's basically work clothes. You know, it's right, like when I take right. my car in for an oil change and the guy with the greasy smock, you know, he's wearing, those are his work clothes. You know, with yeah. The name tag says Bob on it or something. Right, you know? right. Um, that's all a clerical is. It's, it's, it's basically, oh. it's, it's work clothes. Whereas a Hawaiian shirt, I mean that just speaks aloha, you know, it beach hanging out. So here here's what I was thinking, but maybe maybe you just kind of made the connection here. Wallenberg, his wife used to make him custom made cowboy. I've seen clericals. the cow, the cowboy cleric with the string it, with the kind of the bolo tie right, thing right, going. Right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, and, was, and, and he used to wear those all the time and yeah. I we, he was out in St. Louis when I was at seminary. We sat in the library and talked for about 2 hours. Really good guy. Uh, but uh, I, I was asking him about his clericals. He said that his wife all hand, you know, they were handmade. Yeah, by they his had wife some kind of piping kind of, on them. Yeah, too. The, the cowboy piping. Yeah, you know, yeah, it was, yeah it was, it, they it was, were nice, good workmanship. Quite a trip. But <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I was just trying to draw a parallel between the Hawaiian clerical and the cowboy. But I have no the piping, about... the shirt with the piping. You would wear that out on the range, so that would be kind of work clothes too. Well, actually, those are both. Those are potentially both work. Clothes, That's what I'm saying. So I don't have a real problem. Yeah. With that. So you're not mixing the leisure with the work as much. No. It's the, Hawaiian shirts. Plus, and, let's face it. To be a cowboy, it's just work. Period. Yeah, I it mean, is. It's twenty four seven work. But but the Hawaiian shirt to me uh, that that no matter what when you wear it, even if you're working, it's leisure. That's true. And and so so I re- I really hate to see the Hawaiian shirt dragged into into the, this this seedy business of clergy. Okay, well, thank you for the <laughs> clarification on that. Maybe we should get back to this question. At uh, hand, so on the other side is 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 modern Catholicism, modern Roman Catholicism, which admittedly is a different sort of beast, and I use that term fully advisedly uh, a different beast <laughs> than the than complete with marks medieval scholastic catholicism that luther contended with right and really tridentine catholicism which followed the reformation you know a lot of catholics don't realize that their denomination their church body their tradition however you want to say it was really conceived after luther and the reformation yeah, you know that needs a little bit of clarification because a lot of a lot of guys make the point that Roman Catholicism that they they try to say Lutheranism is actually older than Roman Catholicism because Roman Catholicism wasn't really solidified until Trent. Yeah, in a sense, in a sense, most of the Book of Concord for Lutherans, save the Formula of Concord, those documents were written before the Council of Trent. Right. So and the Council of Trent really defines. 
what Roman Catholicism is, you know, historically. Before that, it's kind of a collection of things. And, and Luther was, was trained in the scholastic tradition, you know, so they, they, were, they were basically students of Aquinas via Peter Lombard's sentences. And, and it was just an, it was an approach, a scholastic approach to theology. Uh, but, but it really wasn't defined as, as, a, as a body the way Roman Catholicism is today. It was just simply the Western Catholic tradition as opposed to the Eastern tradition. I don't know as it's really changed that much because really the the thing that united the church back then seems to be the same thing that unites it today is the papacy. Well yeah, in in the west uh, what makes what makes Roman Catholic Roman Catholic is the pope. Right. Because you know as I was saying uh, you you're basically lay Catholic in America today. A lot a lot of them are charismatic, a lot of them are, you know, are evangelical They're using as a way birth to control. Talk. Yeah. They oh, yeah. believe well, in women's ordination. Yeah, that's American to be cafeteria yeah. style. Oh yeah, yeah, Christians, yeah. Totally. Know. But but pick uh, and choose. But when push comes to shove, we recognize the Pope is in charge. Yeah, and there's a Catholic identity, even though he's completely wrong right. on birth control and he's completely <laughs> wrong on this and that and, and everything divorce. else that I believe. <laughs> right. You know, uh, but he's still in charge. It's amazing as much as I allow him to be. It's amazing how how many uh, you know people who claim to be you know faithful Catholics first of all just totally ignore the Pope when it comes to birth control. Oh yeah, and you know and and then then. Their kids are dropping kids outside of marriage, but uh, <laughs> right. well, come on, you know, kids will, you know, kids will be kids, and and you know, it's it's, it's what they do, and 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 there are grandkids, so that's cool, and, right? And uh, and to the point where a lot of priests who actually take their Catholicism seriously really have a hard time. They're as agonized over this as like confessional Lutheran pastors who try to be uh, faithfully confessionally Lutheran, right? Yeah, you know, with a congregation that really, really doesn't want to be their primary theology. Is is leaning more toward evangelicalism than anything else, and right. it's terribly frustrating when when you know you're supposed to be the spiritual leader of a group that doesn't want to be where you want to be. I, I, Priests have but, the same problem, but I I think almost every Lutheran church is that way. No, I, I wouldn't say every. A lot are though. Now, but let, let me see, rephrase that. You have people in every Lutheran church that are that way. Now, what our caller has sensed, and I think it's right, is that Vatican II in, in the ni- early 1960s, 61 to 63, in, in the, um, under, uh, I think it was Pope John Twentieth, um, Vatican II did an awful lot to, it, it didn't overturn Trent, but it shoved a lot of Trent aside. And it, it, it really made... Uh, Roman Catholicism look, at least externally, look a lot more like perhaps what Luther envisioned it should be. Well, and then you also have uh, the most recent, <laughs> beautiful, the most recent popes making kind of conciliatory uh, statements toward Luther and that sort of thing. Oh, we get, we get informed <laughs> mail. They're calling about Paula's uh, prescriptions. We get, I think. we get the. Uh, Get the voicemail. Too. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure we'll get to hear in a second here how this uh, is. Excellent. They have shipped either my or Paula's prescriptions for something or other. That's and, a beautiful thing, right yeah, there. Let's let's see if we can pick. So this Lutheranism, up Lutheranism, as as Herman's. Oh, here we go. The, there. Informal. Okay, there good. Go. That's Thank right. You got much. your drugs coming in from yeah. uh, Mexico, and it's all. I don't know it's... what drugs I'm waiting for, <laughs> yeah, but well, they're okay. coming, and uh, so just take them. Don't ask questions. 
<sighs> Where were we? Oh, Vatican II, making things look a little more conciliatory. A little more Protestant, a little, little less, little less and then, medieval. And then I was saying that, uh, well, the, our current Pope Ratzinger and uh, the previous Pope made some statements about Luther that are... Uh, Warm. Well, not not necessarily insisting that he is condemned to the pit of hell any longer. Yeah, the the, the thing is, first of all, it, all these concil- you know, even to the point where I, the current pope says Luther was right, and and I I, I had a little Facebook discussion with somebody on this. You know, yeah, right the, about what? Well, yeah, that's right. The right about what? And so so I get this link, and I look at the link, and. And it's like, yeah, Luther, Luther was right that salvation is by faith alone. And, and all right, well, that's cool. And then you keep reading on, you know, and that faith is, is formed by love and is, is, uh, is empowered by grace. <laughs> and so it's like, wait a minute, Luther didn't mean that. <laughs> so it's like Luther was right providing I redefine Luther's terms my way. Right. Yeah, it's just yeah. all dishonest. Yeah. If you want to see the epitome of dishonesty, it's the, the joint declaration on justification. Oh, uh, and, and, and that's where, that's where which initially Cardinal Ratzinger, now uh, Pope Benedict, the whatever, 6th or... 16th, 16th. Benny the 16th. <laughs> but but, but, but as, and the as the man in charge of doctrine uh, in the Vatican... Uh, he rejected this document. I did not know that. Yeah, no, he, he wrote against it. And uh, what it is, it's just a kind of a, we agree to disagree. Well, you know, because, we, we because agree to not talk about what really divides us. Not quite. what it kind of seemed to be Not to quite. Me. It's, it's, like, it's like we're looking at things from two different perspectives, and both perspectives are equally valid. That's the... That's the, the so when Lutherans say... Well, that yeah, we're justified, so we go to the lowest common denominator to agree on. The sky is blue. We agree. It doesn't go that way, though. It, it, it basically says when Lutherans say Except we're, LA, we're justified brown. by faith alone... Okay, they mean this. When Catholics say we're justified by faith and and love, they mean this. And 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 isn't it isn't it nice that we can have both perspectives on this? That that's kind of the spirit of the joint declaration on justification. Yeah. Is it just acknowledges one and the other as both being equally valid without taking into account that they're also mutually exclusive? Well, yeah, and that's the thing. When I read through that, I was like this is saying a lot of nothing. So here's the deal. You go into your basic Catholic church today, and it's pretty much cleaned up. You, you don't see a lot of the statuary. You don't, you, you, liturgically, it's very clean, almost sterile at times. Um, and uh, great case in point, go to the cathedral, Our Lady of the Angels in, in uh, Los Angeles. That, 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 that just reeks of post-Vatican II liturgics. It, there's there's no statuary, no nothing. You want to see all the statues? You have to go to the little side gizmos where they have all the stuff from the old cathedrals, Saint mm-hmm. Fibiano's. Mm-hmm. They have the old altarpiece. They have all the old Marian statues, all the saints. Or you go to one of the um, the the uh, missions in California because we have these restored missions. That's a great. That, that's medieval Spanish. Yeah, you go down to uh, San Juan Capistrano. Yeah, we just toured places. San Gabriel a few week, uh, weeks. ago. I've never ago. been to that one. It's a good one. It's not far from my church either. No, I mean, it's, it's a good it's, one. It's worth uh, worth going to. But we toured the San Gabriel mission, and uh, a great, great 
exercise uh, in in Spanish medieval Catholicism. Is it as large or complete as uh, Capistrano? Have you been down to Capistrano? Well, Capistrano's wrecked. I mean, that's that's just ruins. Well, there, pretty much. There's nothing no, there. No, they still have. No, they're they're still they're still. No, this one's intact some and functioning well, it's, chapel. It's stuff rebuilt and, and working. Has a nice baptistry, by the way. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, it's like the one up in Santa Barbara. Yeah, Santa Barbara is yeah. is 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 working. Uh, uh, Ventura, uh, Bonaventura is 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 a working one. And but that that gives you an idea of what it was like pre-Vatican II. Lots of statuary, lots of saints. Well, lots you could of just come to my altars. church if you want to know what church was like pre-Vatican II because we don't have air conditioning. Yeah, well, you have but you have the mission style actually. You have the Spanish mission yeah. style. Church. He needs a coat of paint really bad. If any so, of you out there are, are good uh, home painters or anything, you want to. Lutheranism being kind of what Herman Zassi calls the lonely <laughs> way, neither one nor right. the other. Right. Um, and and usually in America, leaning away from Catholicism and and leaning toward American evangelicalism. Yeah, but isn't that just the way of Lutherans in general? We're 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 too Catholic to be Protestant. We're too Protestant to be Catholic. It's like the God Whispers. We're we're too profane to be Christian, and we're too Christian to be profane. I don't know. I think you know? I think that 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 kind of self consciousness is an American problem more than anything else, because because evangelicalism is an American invention. Um, you know, you look at the, look at some of the other roots of evangelicalism, Wesleyan Methodism. Um, that that to uh, that would amaze a lot of evangelicals how liturgical Wesley was. I mean that those are Anglicans. Well, yeah, he was an. Those are those are just Anglicans priest, that have laid in a subjective experience, but but they don't they don't chuck the liturgy and they don't chuck you know the sacraments and things like that. Uh, but but American evangelicalism really reaches for the least common denominator, and yet they're starting to come around and become more traditional and more liturgical. You know, they're, they're coming around. They're starting to have more churches are starting to have weekly communion that where they had it monthly or even quarterly right. before and right. that sort of thing. And uh, there's also a friend of mine is, is doing a degree at Liberty at their seminaries, Southern Baptist guy. And uh, he's telling me that in his classes, they're starting to get more and more into the creeds and that sort of thing. Mm. And in generations past, the Southern Baptists they didn't give a rat's patootie about the creeds. Yeah, and 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 that's 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 helpful. Uh, I think it tends to be more in the well-read and studied portions of evangelicalism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't think it's it's necessarily people's primary theology. Uh, getting to the question, though. What keeps Lutherans and Rome apart? Uh, I would say the same thing as it in the day of Luther, and that is uh, until the Roman Catholic Church basically says that Trent was wrong, right? Because Trent anathemizes those who say that we are justified by grace through faith apart from works, which is what Saint Paul says in chapters three and four of Romans and Ephesians two. Well, yeah, I mean, but but it, you know that's that's the clear teaching, uh, apostolic teaching in the New Testament. Um, and and as long as that teaching is anathemized, we we're kind of stuck. And the problem is the Catholic Catholic Church can't retract that because it would have to admit that it was wrong, and and that would undermine the teaching magisterium of the church. The church in its tradition had erred somehow. The Holy Spirit had failed to guide it 
So, so you know, a whole major doctrine of the church goes down the tubes if they admit they were wrong. Well, Luther kind of makes that point at the Diet of Worms also that, you know, he's pointing out that this council doesn't agree with that council. And so if I affirm one, I'm, I'm disavowing the other and, and I'm going to be in trouble when it doesn't matter. The other thing that the Catholic Church needs to do is to revoke the excommunication of Luther. You know, you can say Luther was right all you want, but unless the excommunication of Luther holds, you really don't mean it. We got to take a break. We'll be back right after this amazing song. Cats out there in Radio Land. You're listening to the God Whispers. Groovy cats. Yeah. Well, you know, surf music. It's kind of making me all. Who is of... this? This is Dick Dale and the Deltones. The Deltones. Yeah. Well, we've been here before. This is. Oh yeah. No. Dick yeah, Dale, I like these guys. He's a standard. Yeah. What was that horrific thing we went out on? Oh, that was Mrs. Miller. <laughs> Yeah, the girl from Eva Diva. Mrs. That Miller's was, awesome. That was priceless. Man. Yeah. That... Well, the, the story behind Mrs. Miller is she's like some rich old lady who thought that she could sing opera really well. And okay. so they took her in the studio, and she thought that she was doing a real bang-up job. And everyone in, in the other rooms just <laughs> laughing their butts off over this lady. And she became a sensation yeah. because she's so darn bad. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Is so she's got, like, this huge underground following. That, that, that's the amazing thing in the, in the, in the whole <laughs> world of entertainment is, is you have to be incredibly good or incredibly bad. But mediocrity will get you nowhere. Yeah, what was that guy's name from uh, American Idol? He's, he's sold hundreds of thousands of records. Um, I think we've even played him. Uh, <laughs> William Hung. 
You remember William Hung? No, I don't. Oh, well, well, I'll find a little bit of William Hung. We'll play that. But it's like it's like Bill Shatner. You know, Shatner, Shatner doing his his beat poetry singing thing. You know, that, which by the way, we saw him the other night. Yeah, we did. We saw we saw the man the man in the person. Day, the God Whispers <laughs> at the Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson and William Shatner. As somebody, as somebody uh, put it on the the Facebook site, it was Craig and Bill seeing Craig and Bill. Right, <laughs> right. And then, and then at the end of uh, Ferguson's show, he always has this: "What did we learn on the show tonight, Craig?" And I said, "We learned that William likes to ride Craig around the stage like a horse." Yeah, that's right. We learned and, about horses. People are trying to figure out: Is that William Swirla or is that? William Shatner and is it Craig D'Onofrio or Craig Ferguson? Well, just think about and it. And we're just going to leave that. We're not going to talk about we're it. We're going to just leave that yeah. up to your. We'll leave that you, in you studio. That one out. That was that was actually great fun. I, I'm <laughs> gonna I'm gonna do that next every time we have out of out of town out oh, of yeah. state visitors. Yeah, just try to scare up some some studio audience tickets. But we hit it just right because you never know who you're going to get. Yeah, it's potluck. We, we got William Shatner. Bill we, Shatner was great. I, I mean, mean I, I saw him coming in, coming yeah, you know yeah. while we were waiting in Denny line. Denny Crane himself, and and he looks just like Denny Crane. Yeah, it's it, it talks just like Denny Crane too. He hasn't changed much. But then you realize uh, as I was watching. Watching him, that that Boston Legal and that character Denny Crane, he didn't have to do any. No, acting. it is William Shatner. He's just that's just Bill Shatner playing Bill Shatner. <laughs> Man, he's come a long way from the Captain Kirk days, hasn't he? Yeah, he has uh, kind of. Life life has not been kind. <laughs> Remember, he was this this sort of buff womanizer. On on uh, Star Trek. Oh yeah, you know. I well, mean, then he just became a gelatinous womanizer. Yeah, well, yeah, right. Just okay. a lecherous drunk. Check this one out. Here. My head grew heavy and my sight grew dim. I had to stop for the night. Oh no! I had to in the <laughs> I heard the mission bell. <laughs> It's hell. <laughs> this is William Hung. This guy was on American Idol. And what it, season? Do you remember? I don't know. It was probably four or five years ago. And he, he was so bad, he became a sensation. Yeah, I, I could see where this could get you somewhere. Well, this is this is a song that he auditioned with, though. Is, is she bangs? Yeah, these are the, these are the folks that they get this huge mass support behind them, and they keep voting them forward. <laughs> well, he he didn't get past the judges, but oh oh, they they, they just nixed they him. gave him so much airtime because the deal was this: he was really bad, mm-hmm. but he had such a great attitude about well, that's, it. That's the he thing. Had just this fantastic attitude about it, and, and so they're like, "How can you not love this guy?" It, it becomes kind of, uh, almost an exercise <laughs> in self deprecation. Hey, speaking of uh, you know exercises and self deprecation, yeah. Uh, I think it's time uh, in the show for another Chris Lemker hymn styling. An- another installation of the Chris Lemker hymn styling. Another hymn de- de- depre- deprecation. Or as I like to say, defecation. Yeah, the, yeah. that's right. Uh, on, on, uh, on the menu today yes. is, is the, the age-old classic revival hymn, Jesus is Calling. Ooh. Softly and tenderly. Softly yes. and tenderly, Jesus is calling. Yes. And and he's introduced 
Um, I think a, a kind of a vintage element to this this styling, which okay. I think it just it says it all. Well, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. You, you, you know, I mean, have you ever have you ever heard Chris actually play the organ for real in a liturgical setting? Yeah, just at the Higher Things Conference out in uh, uh, Las Vegas. He was there, wasn't he? Oh, uh, no. No, no, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. Well, then was, I guess I have John Eifert. Um, oh, you know what? Yeah, yeah. When Higher Things was in uh, Irvine. That was uh, that was uh, Bill. Oh, then that Bill, was Bill Heidi, wasn't Heidi it? Heidi from, uh, from Orange. Well, then, then on the God Whispers, <laughs> I've heard him. <laughs> the answer, the correct answer is no. You no. have not heard no, him. No, Bill, I have uh, he, he is known, though, for uh, interpreting text. And that, that's really the key to the Lemker genius is that... that as he's playing, first of all, it's amazing to watch him because very often all he has is single note stuff. He's, he's got the hymn folder or something. And, uh, and You're getting Rufus all excited here. Well, I think the cat next door has gotten Rufus or a squirrel. He, either either squirrel. one. <laughs> but, but he, from stanza to stanza, even phrase to phrase inside of stanzas, Lemker interprets the text. I mean, he's very, it's almost like. Uh, it's it's literally a musical interpretation of the the text of the hymn. Okay. So you got to bear that in mind as as we uh, we check out the the hymn styling here of Jesus is calling. Beautiful. Not a dry seat in the house. <laughs> Not a dry seat. That's an old vintage telephone, isn't it? <laughs> He's calling. Isn't like your biggest nightmare that you have a guest organist one Sunday and this is how they play? <laughs> I might actually want this played at my funeral. Yeah. <laughs> Complete with the bell. <laughs> Here it comes again. should only be three, but never mind. Oh, big ending. Bring it home. Hallelujah. That was Chris Lemker, the official organist of you, the God you know the, Whispers. You know the Calvinist version of that song, don't you? Hmm? Softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling the Calvinist version. How's it go? Softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling, calling for you, but not me. <laughs> I cannot hear him because I'm not elected. It's an eternal decree. Go to hell, go to hell. All of you reprobates, go to hell. And then there are like various versions that's of that. That's a beautiful hymn. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's just beautiful. <laughs> these, these are, this is what you do at seminary. You learn 
alternate verses. That was Chris Lemker at the Mighty Swirlitzer. Where the I think we're going to title the album Swirlitzer Madness. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of it, it kind of embraces a number of things at the same time. Well, and, and then you also have Mark Jace's version of uh, Jesus Loves the Little Children. Yeah. Jesus loves some of the children, some of the children of the world. Red and yellow, black and white, some are precious in his sight. Oh, my. That's the Calvinist version. There, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, that kind of, <laughs> that just kind of brings it home, doesn't it? It just, it drives that double election just, just home. There you go. I'm, I'm tearing up. Just, just. All right. Do you want to get to the topic or shall we just segue nicely into the 24 second Bible study? I'd love to do a 24 second Bible study. Okay. Let me cue this up here. You ready? Brace yourself. <laughs> I'm braced. The following is a God Whispers 24-second Bible study. Bill. Yes, Craig. What about conversion after death? Oh, I'm glad you asked that question. That's the Rob Bell question. Hebrews 9.27, it is appointed for men to die once, and after that comes judgment. And to put a picture to that, uh, Jesus tells the parable in Luke chapter 16 of the rich man and Lazarus, and they both die, and their judgment is sealed. Lazarus goes to the bosom of Abraham and the rich man to Hades. You've just heard a God Whisperer's 24-second Bible study. There you have it. Ah, see, and we can get more done in 24 seconds than, than Todd Wilkin can get done in 24 hours. Actually, that was about a 37-second Bible study. Really? But, you know, you get long-winded. Who's, who, but who's checking? I, I was. <laughs> <laughs> now, just wait a minute. Does the 20, when does the 24 seconds actually start? That's a good question. Uh, you know, as long as, as long as the announcement is going on, in my opinion, that the 24 seconds starts after the announcement. But I want you to know that the 24-second Bible study cannot go beyond 57.312 seconds <laughs> with, with sound effects in the background. Well, we could, you know, if, if this were a tightly edited show, we could compress this. We could. You know, we could use those voice Take out all the breathing. We can speed up your... Do a fisk. Yeah. No breathing. Yeah, no, no. Elevate, don't, don't elevate the voice. It's going to take him forever just to edit those things because he, he like, removes every breath that he ever takes. No, he doesn't breathe really in person. I, I've seen him deliver uh, talks. He was at Higher Things. The kid has some serious lung capacity. Well, not only that, but, <laughs> but he has the ability to appear first here and then, then in another place and not in between. He's kind of like an electron. He's, he's got his own transporter. Well, I don't know what it is, but it's, he, he, he actually live looks just like Max Headroom. That's just weird. <laughs> That's really... <laughs> For those of you who are too young to remember Max Headroom, go go to YouTube. You'll, yeah, you'll figure it right. out. Right. Yeah. Nobody who listens to this show is too young to remember. Well, or they, some of those homeschoolers, or they like they like that retro stuff. Some of those homeschoolers. It's hard to say. You never know. We should talk about the liturgy for no. a while. No, you don't want to talk about the liturgy. Okay, we can. Are you still doing the liturgy? I don't know. You know. I, what him Actually, we're, we're uh, making the big transition this Sunday transition from, from uh, DS3 back to DS2 Oh, for a while. I think we're going DS3 to DS4. See, you, you have some sort of rhyme or reason as to what you do. Mm -hmm. I just kind of switch when I feel like one's getting a little stiff Well, and it, old. It's, it's a little strange. So in, getting a little stagnant. Oh, we'll change. It's a little strange in the post-Pentecost season Yeah, for us because yeah. what we do... 
is we do seven weeks of each. <laughs> okay. Why seven? It's a cool number. God's number, divine number, Sabbath I'd number. go with eight because it's a baptismal number. Eight wouldn't be bad. And it's even uh, that al- way. Although eight, eight, uh, symbolically, eight is a post-scriptural symbol. Hmm. How about 12? 12, 12 is, is 12 solid. That's, that, by the way, is the, uh, the theme for the Higher Things conferences coming up uh, next year in 2012. 12. Just 12. The Mayan calendar, 12, you know, 2012. Uh, it'll be our 12th year as Higher Things, which that is, that is significant wow. right that, there. That falls in with the Mayan calendar. This mean, is the end, the Mayans my friend. Knew. The Mayans knew. <laughs> they, they were... <laughs> The Mayans had higher things in mind when they concocted their calendar. And I'm told by 2012 I'll have the mentality of a 12-year-old. I'll, I'll actually <laughs> reach progressed. that. I will you'll, have you'll reached have, that stage. You'll have moved up from there? Yes. Right now it's 10. Yeah, I know. I'm You're going to progress skip 11. two I'm excited. years. <laughs> it's kind of like being double promoted when you're yeah. excited. Man, that'll be great. It's like skipping a grade. Are you still doing that that uh, SPF ninety or whatever you're doing? P ninety X. P ninety X. Yeah. How's that going for you? I'm down about twenty pounds, down 20 and pounds. Uh, I am just slamming those shakes, wrapping out push-ups. Those shakes are like Drano. Yeah. Oh, they're fantastic. That reminds if, me, I got a colonoscopy if, to do next month. Just have a couple of my shakes. You'll really? be ready to go. Just, just oh man. Oh yeah. No, you you do. They they they. It's like a high colonic. They encourage you like on your fourth week you take uh, a, a rest week which is actually more grueling than the other you a just rest change from up, the shakes you just change up your your workout basically that, that's because you have to get out of the bathroom for a while <laughs> well no but but during your rest week they actually encourage you once or maybe two or three times a year to do what they call a shake cleanse now i think most cleanses are nonsense oh. because you're cleansing all the toxins and then you ask what toxins and they stare at you like you, i don't know what you're talking about there are no about. toxins what kind but, of nonsense? but what this does for you is it takes you down for three days to about 800 calories a day yeah and then it just pushes all of everything through you because it's high fiber stuff and just just and you know you're clean as a whistle you could go for your colonoscopy no problem dr dina dell says that if you dissect a colon it's always clean. Yeah, it's, right. It's in the cleansing business. That's what it does. No, I agree with Dean Adele. I think that cleanses are, are mostly nonsense. They just but, they enrich the people who sell them. But but this cleanse and, is, and the Drano people because you clog your toilet. This cleanse is different because there is absolutely nothing in your system after about three of these shakes. So you are completely cleansed, not only of toxins, but of all bodily but the, fluids. But this, this, this SPF 90 thing, this is not really about shakes. No, this, no. This is the, about, the P90X is, about, is a grueling workout that yeah, you do six days a week. And, and I like how everybody brags about it. That's the thing. I've noticed a couple of things about this thing. First of all, lots of, lots of Lutheran clergy on it. Yeah. You know, yeah, and, there, are, and, there are some guys that are and when, and they're what, getting some serious benefits. And from when it. You, when you look around at a pastor's conference, it's a good thing too. I'm telling you, because <laughs> I mean, there's some beefy boys in the clergy. But uh, you know, and this will this will like boost sales for Almies. I think you know, as 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 people's uh, they got to you know shrink down investments and stuff well, like yeah. that. Yeah, and and Almy doesn't go beyond an 18 inch neck. So, oh man, yeah. So, I mean, no wonder most of our guys don't wear clericals. No, I wear Tumi because Almi's too small for me. There you go. Yeah. All right. So you know, but anyway, the P90X really the shakes are optional. You don't even have to do the shakes. But the P90X is just a serious, serious workout program, and I 
I wouldn't be able to do it if I didn't have some really good people supporting me through yeah, this. Yeah, that's uh, – that, well, two things I noticed. First of all is that people are always talking about how they just – they did their, their SPF 90 workout and how they're just totally beat. Oh, yeah. You know, which is like, why would I want to do this, first of all? I mean, you know, I'm looking at this, uh, you know, they'll just say, oh, I did the, the ultra abs 101, you know, and, and, and I can't breathe. You because know? when I started, I was literally 100 pounds overweight. So that's why. No, but, but I'm saying, I'm saying <laughs> it's almost like, like self-inflicted sadomasochism. It is. You know, it, it sounds like those, you know, it, you know what it reminds me of? It's those, those, those really diehard, diehard Lutherans who love to hear the law. You know, it's like, oh, man, that pastor, he just beat the crap out of us with the law. <laughs> it was great. You well, know? I don't feel Which, the need to wear my hair shirts or flog myself anymore because I'm doing this. Yeah, see, so, so, so there's, there's kind of a thing going on there. <laughs> the second thing I notice is that after people go, was it a 90-day thing? Is that what yeah. the 90s about? Yeah, I'm going to do at least three rounds of the 90 days. So you're, gonna, you're doing the, the, the SPF 270. Well, yeah, the P, P90X, and now they're coming out with P90X2. Oh, yeah. Which is... Sales must be slagging. Yeah, on the, the, and, uh... and, and <laughs> my coach is one of the guys working out in the videos, and, and I asked him yesterday, I said, is, is this something that I could transition into now? He said, oh, no. No, no, no. You, no, you're not ready. You need to get into shape before you can even buy that, that thing. You're not, because they won't sell it to you. Yeah. You're not worthy. You have, to, you have to submit a videotape just to qualify for that. <laughs> this guy went from 370 pounds down to 180, and he's ripped to the bone, and he says, this thing just kills me. Just a babe magnet. It, well, he's married with kids and everything. Still. He's got a lot of loose skin, too. Oh, yeah. See, that's harsh. Yeah, that's it's. Yeah, well, you know, the tent it expands. But the guy's in phenomenal condition, and you know, he he did that in literally a year. Yeah. Well, yeah. not so. So you're going to do? You're going to go three times? What? <laughs> if, you're going to do the, if, the if I can PX two seventy? Yeah, the P ninety X one year basically. <laughs> uh, but this is kind of like people going through college on the seven-year plan, is it, or something like? like yeah, the that. thing is, I haven't wanted to talk a whole lot about this be, because I'm, I'm really, I'm scared. <laughs> Aren't you glad I I'm introduced not, it? <laughs> yeah, because I'm really scared well, that I'm not going to see this thing the, through. The second, and I, I want to see it through, the but I, there's no I no, guarantee. The uh, second thing I notice is that all the clergy who do this take off their shirts for Facebook. So I, I, I want right here and now, I, I want a solemn pledge that when you're done, and I, I hope this works for you. I mean, I, I, yeah. I think it's cool, but A, I don't want to see you without a shirt. Okay. I, now, it's bad enough you, that you do these shows without pants. I hereby swear that I will not take <laughs> off my shirt and put it on Facebook for at least six months. <sighs> see, <laughs> if you do... Get a body wax first, okay? I mean, well, you got to do the body wax. I, I hear that there's a place in town that shears goats, so I, <laughs> I plan on... The, Ar- the Armenian outfit up yeah, the street? Yeah. They, That's next to the rug dealer, well, right? Well, they clean your rugs and shear your goats. Excellent. All in one stop. It's a one-stop shop. <laughs> You're set. Well, you could probably get a rug <laughs> from the shearings. Oh, right. Okay. I was works. actually going to ask them to make a, a nice suit out of my body You are hair. the guy... They could weave it into a nice suit for me. You are me. the guy Something who cashmere, ignited you know? his back hair as Chest a... Chest hair. It was I my thought it was chest your back hair. hair. No, not the back hair. You you ignited your chest hair as a party stunt. Well, it needed to be done. It's one way to remove hair. Fire, you know. So six, we have a six month moratorium. The, the you know we could do yeah. a, we could do a GW calendar. 
See, I just don't want to add the pressure because if I fail at this and if I backslide, oh, no, this is not you know, like AA. Dad, I, I, you know? I just don't want. I, I don't want. Uh, you know, I don't want my failure Look, to be so damn see, public. This there. is the this is the problem. This is the problem with all of these programs is is that they treat it like AA. So AA, you know, a hundred days sober, and then then you then you have a drink. Okay, and so the clock starts with zero again. No, 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 no. Wrong. No, no, no. It's like 100 days sober. Dude, I already went to, to one San day. Diego. Halfway through this, for four days, I went to San Diego. I actually worked out two of the days on vacation, which is amazing. That's amazing. But I drank more Mai Tais than you could <laughs> shake a stick at. Yeah, and, and you know, I mean, no, I like, I just spent the whole time numb. So well, there, yeah. No, see, that's I'll tell you right now. Vacation is always my downfall. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I don't care what it is. Is is we decide ah, oh, we're gonna eat a little, you know, a little bit more intelligently or get into an exercise. I got into a great exercise routine last year, and then I went on vacation. Yeah, and that's it's just all hell breaks. Yeah, and point. and I'm just impressed as I'll get out that I managed to come back and get back on the wagon. That's good because. I've never been able to do that after vacation. That's before. good. I, I hear that that you know that kind of physical discipline also can lead to mental discipline, which just so long as it doesn't get me to some sort of spiritual discipline. Well, I'm, I'm okay. going there. I, yeah. But but I'd be content with mental discipline on your part. <laughs> you know, you, you you shoot you you just you just shoot. For too far. I mean, this is that's way too much pressure. Yeah, I wouldn't mental sp- discipline? spiritual. I wouldn't even go there. No. That's not going to happen. I mean, but why would you even suggest mental discipline for me? Ah, uh, I, I don't know. You what? just you, why, why would you? you? You feel better about yourself. I feel fine about myself really? with no mental discipline. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got five minutes left. You five wanna, minutes. Five you minutes. Talk about this whole seconds. hymn thing, or yeah, what? let's talk about the hymn of the day. The H O D. Hod. How do you pick your hymns? Uh, you know, I used to go by the text, and then I found that the hymns that match the text, no one can sing. <laughs> yeah, well, there's that and problem. So, so I married an organist who uh, helps me with the tunes also. A very fine organist, by the She's way. She's great. Who also plays the organ well. She rocks. Yeah. And, and she's also pretty good on the piano, too. But... <laughs> Yes, I got the double entendre. Um, anyway, uh, so now actually, Paul is a big help with that. So I, I don't just pick according to the text. That's right. You sleep with your organist. I do. <sighs> yeah, I have sex with the organist. <laughs> you know, that's going to end up on the uh, the solid gold at the end of the year, right there. <laughs> Brian well, Brian Yamabi will not miss that one. At least it's not the Episcopalian guy that we used to have. Uh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Very but, good, but no. So, so there. Uh, and Concordia puts out a pretty good guide that suggests they the hymn do. of the day and that sort of thing. The, and so I use that. It's a spiral bound. Uh, it, it's for the all three years of the three year lectionary and the one year lectionary, right. along right. with uh, festivals and everything else. Great guide. It, yeah, and and it not only has hymns geared to the readings, but also then more hymns in case you they're all unsingable. Right. So you probably have a choice of about... That's what we use. So my organist and I sit down, and we do a quarter of the year at a, at a shot. Yeah, that's about what we do. And I wiped yeah. out... I used to have a three-year uh, running thing, what we've, what we've done for the last three and a half years, and it was stored on my iDisc. Yeah. And in a moment of neatness... I wiped oh, out. I cleaned didn't. out. I cleaned out my iDisc. Oh. Gone forever. Oh, that's rough. Yeah. So three minutes... 
So him of the day. So you, yeah. you now how how do you pick them then if not by the text? I, I look at what is suggested and then I assume that that's going to go with the text pretty well. Mm-hmm. And then I look at the him and I, I say, So do you that, and Paula co- confab about this then? You, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. it's gotten to the point where Paula does more hymn selection than I do. Oh, now it comes out. Yeah. Okay, so Paula selects the hymns. Not always, yeah, but, but on uh, occasion. Pretty much. Yeah. Well, I mean, if I pick him, she's like, no, honey, you don't want to do that one. It, we, we actually... No, one, no we, one will be singing. We've come up with a pattern. Not even you will the, be this singing. Is, this is the secret pattern, okay? Is that uh, we, we're using entrance hymns now rather than intro. It's intro. It's only in Advent and Lent. Uh, but but we, we go just right through the entrance hymn category in the hymnal. I forgot what number it is, like 901, something like that. But but just sequentially through each Sunday. Uh, then there's the hymn of the day, usually the one specified by the CPH guide, but there are occasions when it's a little bit tough to sing. Right. And I don't want letters. So uh, And so we'll look for something, but it's got to be reflective of the gospel. Um, and then we do closing hymns similarly. That is, we sequentially go through the hymnal section with closing hymns, or sometimes a good hymn suggestion from the list. And then for distribution hymns, the first hymn is always a Lord's Supper hymn, sequentially through the Lord's Supper section of the hymnal, followed by two other hymns that are suggested by the readings. So uh, what about when a parishioner comes up and says, Pastor, I I really love um, What a Friend We Have in Jesus, and can we sing that? What well, do you do with that? Tell me about the parishioner a little bit. They're uh old stodgy pietist. Rich? Mm, yeah, but they don't give anything to the church. Oh. <laughs> Cuz you know, usually that's the way it works. Mm. Is old stodgy rich I mean, I, I'm him. willing to sell a distribution him. <laughs> in fact i was thinking about that one time I, I i had this idea of like you know how they have silent auctions and everything else we could silent auction the third hymn slot and distribution in the distribution hymns because that's kind of a i do follow a principle always end the service on a rouser uh don't don't end on these 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 minor key ponderous 20 verse kind of thing i mean that's the last thing people remember when they walk out the door they ain't coming back next isn't, week isn't that one of the things though that you look at the text and it's like this glorious uplifting christ centered text and then the organist starts playing some minor key dirge well, the organist like, can't help oh the my key, gosh. but the, but yeah, the dirge but, tempo, they could do but it's, something. But it's like with. the music and, and, the, and the text do not fit here. You know, no. It, 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 no. A lot of hymns get played too slowly. Too, okay. You know, that, that's one of the problems with, with hymns being played slowly. And, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which you indeed were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns, and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts. That's about all that we have left to say that's here. A, that verse is like in the front of every hymnal that's ever been published. Is it? It's a good one, too. We're over time, cool. and I'm trying to find our outro here. <laughs> and the problem is Sweet. I'm on the wrong playlist. Oh, that's yeah. the problem right there. <laughs> well, we can always go out Let's on see. this. Uh, <laughs> we, we could go out on this. Uh, Attention. The following segment contains a home schooler alert. There it is. All right. Ah, There it is. We're done. We we barely got to it. We have to get the Lemker stylings of this 
on to oh, the yeah, CD. Yeah, we need to do that. Should we offer CD or just MP3 downloads? MP3. CDs are so passe. For cost, though, I mean, we're going to be charging for this. Well, can we get like 30 bucks for a CD? How much do we have to pay Limker? Uh, that's a good question. Yeah. We do advertising for him. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see you next time on The God Whispers. We're going to go have lunch with uh, Mark Pearson. It's his birthday. Happy birthday, Mark. At Mimi's. At Mimi's. That's an old ladies' restaurant. That's what you say. Yeah. Beige. Beige food. Have some sort of turkey avocado sandwich. There's no sandwich. flavor. There's no flavor. There. Oh, no. It's delicious. Turkey, the, turkey has no flavor. Order the bruschetta. The bruschetta there is fantastic. What do you know? You just eat shakes. Yeah, but I poop real good. <laughs> see you next time. It's just an instrument to praise his name. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend.